1: Bilt Bar. Go to BiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. It is a monster Monday show. Not only, of course, is it our Mock Draft Monday, but we have a gaggle of Packers news. Myriad transactions taking place. A plethora, a veritable smorgasbord of Things going on in the Packers universe, the biggest of which the Packers signed Aaron Jones to a four year extension on Sunday and they were coming up against a deadline teams had until Monday to get those things figured out as we head into the legal tampering period and there could be new stuff that's happening today because the Packers and free agents can now engage in discussions Players not on the team, but they did have to get something done with Aaron Jones or he would become a free agent. Now, the original reporting was four years, 48. And then Matt Lombardo came in and said, well, actually, the reporting should say it's more like nine and a half per year. It could get to 48, that there are a lot of incentives in this deal that if Aaron Jones hits them all, and usually with incentives they won't or don't then it can become a 48 million dollar deal with 13 million guaranteed at signing okay the initial number is surprising the 12 million but then now that you know or at least it's been reported it's more like 10 or a little under that seems more in line with where green bay has been And it seems like the compromise for them was, all right, this is the number that we think is reasonable annually. If you want the $12 million, if you want, you know, the Dalvin Cook contract, then it's gotta be incentives. And Aaron Jones has had injuries over the course of his career. He really only has two really good high-level NFL seasons. He has two really efficient seasons. I mean, he was incredibly efficient in 17 and 18, but in far reduced roles. Now as feature back in uh, 19 and 20, he continued to be efficient and put up monster numbers in 2019. That's the, That's the simple part of this. The simplest diagnosis of this is the Packers are better for having Aaron Jones. Now, of course, the nerds are livid. And I am someone, I've been on this podcast multiple, multiple, multiple times. Written it. Tweeted it. Don't pay running backs. Don't pay running backs. They're replaceable. They're the most replaceable position Maybe in sports. Yes, I still believe that that's still that's still a thing. It's still true. This makes Green Bay better than if they don't have Aaron Jones, even if they draft the next Aaron Jones in the fifth round. He's not this version. Aaron Jones wasn't this Aaron Jones in 2017. Aaron Jones wasn't this Aaron Jones in 2018. In fact, he didn't really start showing the ability to run routes and be a factor in the passing game, to be a quality pass protector, and to be an every down kind of back until 2019. That's year three. Took him that long. Even even in the limited snaps that he was getting with McCarthy, yeah, he looked good, but he was not the player that he ultimately became. So you draft someone now. Yeah, they could, they could give you some snaps. They could have a game like A.J. Dillon did against the Titans as a rookie. But are they going to help this team win a Super Bowl? Mm, I don't know. So you look at the game Aaron Jones had against the Rams. And you look at the game Aaron Jones had against the Bucks. If Aaron Jones just has a bad game by his standards, 13 carries, 26 yards, Two catches, eight yards, and two drops. If that's the game that he has, Packers probably win. But because he fumbled twice, Packers Packers only lost one of those fumbles. One turned into a Tampa Bay touchdown in a game they lost by a score. I mean, it really is simple as that sometimes. And... You know, I think you can say with with pretty reasonable certainty that the Packers were a boundary corner away from the Super Bowl. They were also just like a baseline Aaron Jones performance away from the Super Bowl. If, if Aaron Jones is just fine, if he's just average Aaron Jones and he averages four yards a carry and he gets 12 carries and makes four catches and he ends up with 70 yards and no fumbles and no you know terrible plays. That's probably enough. Maybe that's enough and and doesn't get hurt, by the way. He got hurt in the second half and isn't out there. Maybe Green Bay's offense doesn't go three and out after getting interceptions and creating those big plays. Now, that doesn't solve this interchangeability problem. That doesn't solve, though, they could have drafted someone, you know, in the third or the fourth or the fifth round. They could have drafted Demetric Felton and had him fill the pass catching dynamic playmaking spot next to A.J. Dillon role. And you could do it for a fraction of the cost. Doesn't solve that problem such that you think that's a problem. And, and that's, a, that's a very real thing when the salary cap is what the salary cap is. Green Bay was in an unenviable position here because if they don't do anything and they let Jones walk, then the narrative is, well, they don't care about Aaron Rodgers and they don't care about winning. They just care about protecting their profit margins and be good enough to go to the playoffs, collect those playoff checks, and that's it. They don't care about winning Super Bowls. That's the narrative if they let Jones walk, which is what, you know, the nerds want. <laughs> I say that as someone who, by the way, believes in the interchangeability of running backs and and in the analytics that say, yeah, I don't know if they're that valuable. A good running back is still good. I believe that. And if they do sign him, even to a team-friendly deal, and it looks like this could be a team-friendly deal, hopefully by the time that you hear this, we have more information and we have more of the contract details, but at recording, we're not sure exactly the setup of this contract. If they sign him, then it's, oh, they're dumb. So they're damned if you do and damned if you don't, right? They're, they're in trouble either way. They're gonna face criticism either way so then the basic question is are they better with him than without him and the answer is yes even if you could have gotten someone who's 80% as good for a fraction of the price if you're lucky in the draft they don't have to worry about that because they're getting someone who is 100% as good for 100% of the price (laughs) they still have to pay the price there is a bigger part of this And that is Aaron Jones is a beloved Packer, not just among fans, but among players, among coaches and among media. Players love to play with Aaron Jones. Media love to fawn over Aaron Jones and Aaron Rodgers really likes Aaron Jones, There is value in rewarding your players for great play. And Aaron Jones, the last two years, has been a great player. My buddy, Ross Uglem at Packer Report, we did a stream right after this went um, live and and we did a a conversation about it. And his line is that Aaron Jones is Alvin Kamara with a worse PR agent. We got to get Drew Rosenhaus on that. Aaron Jones is a really, really, really good football player. You let that guy walk. That sends a message to your locker room. That sends a message to your locker room that no matter how good you are, if you play the wrong position, we will not retain you. And that no matter how well you do your job, no matter how well liked you are in the locker room, no matter how respected you are among your peers or among coaches or among your colleagues in the media, it just doesn't matter. That sends a really bad message to players. And by the way, players hear those messages. They receive them loud and clear. And I thought it was really interesting on the athletic football show with Robert Mays. Joel Corey, a former agent, and Lewis Riddick, a former personnel person who I think is looking to get back into personnel, both talked in the free agent preview with Mays about this cultural part of it and how you have to sell your locker room on the idea that playing hard will get them rewarded internally. Because if it's not, then the reputation for your team is you chew players out, you spit them out, and why should they be loyal to you if you're not going to be loyal to them? Why should they reward you if you don't reward them? And according to Rosenhaus, and who knows if this is just spin or if this is real, they were expecting bigger offers in free agency. They f- decided to forego the chance to field those offers and sign with the Packers for what seems like less money. So they look like the heroes here, even though the contract probably isn't as big as what Rosenhaus wants you to believe initially. This is a good, a good deal for Green Bay in that they got what they wanted from a price standpoint, and Aaron Jones gets the incentives to to try and go out and, and boost his literal value in terms of his contract. Players relish these opportunities, and we saw it with the Preston Smith restructure. We're going to talk about that in a second. But Aaron Jones being on this team makes them better. Does it create more problems going forward with the cap? We'll see. We don't know what the, the 2021 hit is. I assume it's going to be low the, with the the $13 million, if that's the signing bonus number. You know, they said guaranteed at signing, the Packers could have guaranteed year two. It might be a smaller cap number. We'll see. I wouldn't be surprised, in fact, if it was a smaller guaranteed, if it was a smaller signing bonus, but that they guaranteed the second year of the deal so that it seemed like more guaranteed money than it really is. Maybe, you know, it's a four-year deal with $8 million guaranteed, but there's, you know, $5 million in base that's guaranteed in year two or something like that. They did that with Derrick Henry in Tennessee. There are ways to have made this work, and I think Green Bay versus the franchise tag, where you know eight nine million is going to go right on your cap, and then next year if you're going to franchise them again, if this is a two year deal, probably cost you between eighteen and twenty million total guarantees cash flow in two years. Well, they can do that in this in this instance with two years, but they may be able to spread that cap hit out. The cash flow may be similar, but the cap, 18 to 20 on the cap in two years is very different than the cash flow. And you know, not to get too green visor accounting on you, but that stuff matters. That stuff matters for how the team can build. It matters for what they can go do in free agency this year and next year. So it's all vital in terms of the pieces of the puzzle making sense here. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. The NCAA tournament is here. What better thing to bet on than the buzzer beaters, the madness? The madness. It's back. It's awesome. And Bet Online has you covered. Bet Online has everything you could possibly want odds, props, props on everything. I mean, everything. If you can think of a prop, they will make it for you even. But guess what? You're probably not going to have to think of it. It's probably already on the website. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. 50%. They will match your first deposit up to 50% just for putting money in when you use the promo code locked on because bet online is your online sportsbook expert promo code locked on to get 50% on that first deposit.
0: America's number one organic bread for a reason. It tastes so stinking good. Dave's Killer Bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-GMO ingredients and is power packed with whole grains, fiber, and protein. Visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for Dave's Killer Bread in the bread aisle of
1: your local grocery store. So Aaron Jones was not the only roster move that was made over the weekend. The Packers restructured Adrian Amos, they restructured Preston Smith and Billy Turner. And mostly what they did was accelerate bonus and, and base money to spread their cap hits out over a few years. And this is important for a number of reasons. And I, I want to single out the Preston Smith contract. And I also I have my, my Aaron Rodgers theory here that we're going to get to. The reason the Packers are able to do this with Adrian Amos and Billy Turner is because these guys have delivered on the promise of their free agent contracts. Adrian Amos has been not just better, I would say much better than the money that they're paying him. Mean, he has been a Pro Bowl caliber safety, certainly last year, especially in the second half. And I think profiles is one moving forward. Billy Turner slides out to, to tackle from guard and rejuvenates his career. Maybe, maybe just juvenates, to, to borrow from Bill Simmons. He has what I think is his best season as a pro last year at right tackle. And it looks like he is going to be the right tackle of the, the immediate future of 2021 and 2022 because they're moving money down the line. According to Tom Silverstein, they're going to do the same thing with Darius Smith. They're working on a restructure there, too. Again, a guy who is absolutely worth his money. If it's me, I'm extending Z. And maybe they are to try and spread that cap hit out. But he's been absolutely good enough to earn an extension on the extension. I mean, that seemed like a crazy deal when they signed it. A guy who is only a part-time player, and he comes in and just delivers in such an enormous way for this team on and off the field. Culturally, he's been terrific. That's the backdrop for all of this. And the fact that those deals have been not only good on the field, but were flexible enough that they could create some room here is important for what Green Bay wants to do next, for what they can do in free agency. The Preston Smith part of this is a master stroke by Russ Ball. They were able to negotiate a restructured contract whereby rather than cutting him and save the $8 million, they restructured the deal to save the 8 million anyway and keep him on the team with an incentive-laden deal that allows him to make some of that money back that he can he can basically make himself whole if he has another big sack season. What a win-win for this team because the 8 the 8 million in cap savings is great. But Having Preston Smith is better. Maybe not better. Okay, maybe not better. Because if having Preston Smith were better, they wouldn't have done it. Having Preston Smith and the $8 million is better, right? Definitely better. Because you're getting the savings and you're getting a player who you saw just a year ago have a tremendous season for Green Bay. He was really good in 2019. And it wasn't all snap snap jumping, although that was a lot of it. But he played more explosive, he played harder, and he made impact plays. He was the guy we saw in the second half of the season, especially the last six or so weeks when you know he's making plays in the run game, he's getting timely turnovers and sacks. He was playing a little bit harder because Rashawn Gary was the starter, and there were questions about his future. He needed a little bit of extra motivation, or at least it seemed he did. Now, the ultimate motivator, he's being motivated by money. And if you perform, you get paid. That That is not how everyone needs to be structured. And and certainly, you know, maybe he doesn't need to be structured that way. But he has decided it made the most sense for him to stay in Green Bay with a coach that he knows. Two of them, in fact. Olav Adati and Joe Barry. With teammates he likes, including his buddies at Darius Smith. I mean, they become fast friends and all of this. And he knows losing sucks if he gets cut and goes on the open market there's no guarantee that he will have suitors who could deliver him these high leverage moments playoff games you know national tv games for you know divisions and big moments on the line that's the game is fun when you get that that's what makes all of this fun and to to risk leaving that And to still bet on yourself to give yourself some upside. This makes a lot of sense for Preston Smith. So this all leaves the Packers. If they restructure Z, they're going to be under when the new league year starts. And that's going to leave them still needing to get further under to go do anything with the big fish in the pond. And and to even you know sign draft picks. They have to get more than under to sign draft picks and have... Uh, you know some some wiggle room here in season. They've got they've got to clear some more money, so there could be more cuts, more restructures. You know they can clear a lot with with Zedaria Smith, but they can also clear a lot with an Aaron Rodgers restructure. And we know Brian Gudekinst has approached Rodgers about a restructure. We don't know about an extension, but a restructure. And we also know that the Packers do not need his permission to accelerate base salary or roster bonus into signing bonus. They can just do it. Now, when you're a superstar player, you earn the right to have those kinds of discussions with your team. And if you say, yeah, I don't really want to do that. Or if you say, hey, this is really important. Let's do this. It doesn't have to be an extension per se. Just accelerate this bonus money and I'll feel pretty good about it. And we can go from there. So here's how I think that conversation went. BG went to Rogers and said, hey, you know, we we obviously need some space. Your number this year, we can, you know, we can do the signing bonus thing. We can pay you the money and that'll give us a lot of space. What do you think? How do you feel about it? Do you, you know, what do you want to do here? And Rogers goes, all right, so I know what position you are in with the cap and you need my money to do anything with anyone. And it was assumed Preston Smith would be cut. It was assumed guys like Christian Kirksey and Rick Wagner and Dean Lowry, who are still waiting on his future would be cut to make room. And even with that, in order to do anything, you needed the Rogers money Rogers in my mind. This is my, you know, my theory. He said, look, um, that's fine. That's great. I love it. Let's do it. And it provides a security for him that he's looking for beyond 2021. Basically makes it impossible to move on in 2022 because it accelerates a bunch of money onto the cap. So it, it amplifies the dead money hit if they try and trade him next off season. Maybe it's a one year aid. you know, maybe it's not, who knows. But he says, here's the deal. I'm good with it. But you cannot use it to get under the cap. I don't want you using that money just to get to even. Because then you can still cry poverty. You can still say, nah, we can't sign anyone and not do any anything to help me go win a Super Bowl. If you're Rogers, why wouldn't that be your bargaining chip? Why wouldn't you say, yeah, great, let's do it. But do it to get Richard Sherman. Do it to get me Will Fuller or Curtis Samuel. Do it to get me a player that's going to help me win a Super Bowl. So you got to figure everything else out. You got to deal with Preston Smith and Adrian Amos and Billy Turner and Zadarius Smith, and you got to cut some guys. And then, and then we can look at my contract. And that's looking like what they're going to do. This is in their back pocket. So yeah, if they don't find anyone that they really like, they can just take the bonus that's already on the books, accelerate it and save some money. Save a couple million and, you know, you, you get in decent position to sign your draft picks. Probably have to do some more stuff like cut Dean Lowry, you maybe get a DeVonte Adams extension, but you know, whatever, not a big deal. You can still go bargain hunting with those deals with that space. But if you want the big fish, you've got the Rodgers contract in your back pocket and and by waiting, and this is a big nut that they can move with with the Rodgers thing. They can They can clear some major space if they want to. They can cry poverty because they can say, look, we don't have any money. We don't have any money. You try and drive the price down. And then when you get to a price that you like, you do the Aaron Rodgers thing and you add the player. It makes sense for both sides. And look, guess what? Look at how people reacted when David Bakhtiari converted a bonus that he knew good and damn well they were going to convert when he signed it. And he looked like a hero. He looked like the guy saving the, the team from cap hell. And they almost certainly knew that that would be the case when it was signed. So Rodgers might know already that this is going to happen. But then, you know, when the announcement is made that the Packers are signing Will Fuller or Curtis Samuel... And that Rodgers has restructured his deal to make that happen. In an offseason where Drew Brees retired and Tom Brady restructures his contract and Patrick Mahomes reworks his deal, he gets to look like the hero. If I'm Aaron Rodgers' agent, that's how that's what that's the place that I'm negotiating from. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, that's what I'm saying. If that's the smart thing, that's probably what they're doing. That's the that's the Occam's razor here. That the the smart thing is probably the thing Aaron Rodgers is doing, and this is the smart thing. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is also involved in the madness. You know, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing taste, 100% covered in chocolate. They're doing a bracket. Their bracket right now, they're trying to find the best Built Bar out there, and you can help us do it. I love Oh my God! I was selling. I was selling my dad on it yesterday. The coconut brownie, unbelievable, you guys. It should. It, it's the number one seed, but like it should get a buy to the final four. That's how good it is. And I, I don't know what else to say. It, I was not involved in picking the seeds, and there should be an investigation because coconut brownie should get a walk to the final four. If you want to weigh in, and you should, go to builtbar.com or bar underscore built on on Twitter. Remember, use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. This is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who is winning these matchups and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. If you have a favorite, hit me up on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski and let me know. But also, go let us know about the voting in the the bracket. That's what the bracket is there for. It's a blast. Go check it out. All right, it is Mock Draft Monday. And as we finish up here, you know, I just, I wanted to to put a bow on all of this. So now that we know Aaron Jones is back in the fold and Preston Smith is back in the fold, that has to affect the way that we put together a mock draft because running back, even on, on, you know, early day three, probably not something that they're super interested in and edge. I think, falls down your list of priorities. And so now you're looking at corner, obviously, big deal. You're looking at linebacker, safety, receiver, interior defensive line. So I put together a, a mock draft that I really like. I don't know how reasonable it is with the first pick. Jeremiah owosu koromoa dude is a just an absolute cannon shot. He flies around the field hits people, can play a little bit of linebacker. He's sort of a um, a safety hybrid type. And he is the speed sideline to sideline guy that I think could make this Packers defense really special. There wasn't good value at the corner spot. He had fallen, I think, you know, sort of a, a consensus top 20 talent. And in this version of the mock had fallen to 29. In the second round, and you know, this is where I love to target my defensive backs. The value on day 2 for DBs is just awesome. So I get Elijah Molden here, the corner from Washington, and and part of the thinking is that he's a slot. He's a safety hybrid, can play safety, can play in the slot. A, a just a, a tremendous competitor, a little undersized, but he's a slot. So who cares? And that gives you a chance, okay, Chan and Sullivan, let's see if you can work outside. If you can't, you've got Molden. Molden could be a safety, a nickel safety if you need him to be in a pinch. So so there's a lot of different options. Probably too small to play on the boundary, but not necessarily. And Joe Barry has already said he loves guys who can play that nickel role. I'm also assuming that they are able to get a, a free agent corner, a Xavier Rhodes, a Desmond Trufant. Uh, maybe a Richard Sherman, a Patrick Peterson. We'll see. I think they're going to sign a boundary corner. And so getting a slot, I think, makes a lot of sense. And then my guy, Andre Sisko, out of Syracuse in the third round. If if Molden is going to be just your slot, then you could get Sisko, who can play deep. Uh, I, I think he's mostly a deep half safety, deep middle safety, but that allows Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos to play a little bit of everywhere. And then after that, you're taking dart throws. So I have Jalen Darden at 135. I assumed Darden was too small for Green Bay, but they've been talking to guys who are theoretically too small for Green Bay. And Darden was incredible at North Texas. He is an absolute lightning bolt. And you want to add speed and playmaking to your team. I mean, Owosu, koromoa Molden, Cisco, Darden. These guys are playmakers, they're going to come in and bring juice to your room and that's what you're looking for. And then with the other fourth round pick Marvin Wilson from Florida state, just, just some defensive line depth, you know, just a, just a nice, a nice thing to have. Not that you necessarily need it, but it's a nice thing to have. It's a nice to have, not a, not a need to have. So let me know what you think. Let me see your mock draft for mock draft Monday. And we're going to be back this week. Uh, we got a lot to get to. It's uh it's a uh, free agency are the Packers going to do a thing. We'll see. We will of course have an emergency podcast if there is a signing during the day. We'll get that out ASAP if we can, um, schedules permitting. So, should be a fun week. I was not expecting 2 years ago I was going into walking into jury duty when the Packers signed President Darius Smith. So, you just never ever